0: Lose a close one to the Dallas Mavericks. uh, Felt in in control through most of the game until uh, Dallas tied and then took the lead, and we just we couldn't catch back up again. Welcome to the podcast for you listening on Twitter. Hey Kevin, I'm uh, accepting your request. If any of you want to speak, just request or leave a comment down below. Follow us on Twitter. We are the number one. Utah Jazz fan source podcast in the world, baby. Basketball podcast. Uh We lose by three. I, I felt like we gave ourselves a chance. Didn't love the last shot by Jordan Clarkson. Wish we could have had something a little bit m- more misdirection than him running to the corner, taking an off-balance shot. I realize that he can hit those shots, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, we had three seconds to either make a pass or a dribble. I just wish we would have had a little bit more. Um, you could tell from the end of the play, or the the last play when Colin Sexton, we, we get that stop, we play good defense. Colin Sexton gets that rebound, and you can tell why he's not getting more minutes, in my opinion. I think they were playing him for... The defensive presence at the end but uh yeah he just he just wasn't aware of the situation um he dribbled down and in my my opinion had a, a th- uh oh someone's calling oh there we go i hope i haven't been muted this whole time but maybe i have um Anyways, you have. <laughs> well, I haven't been on the other end, so uh, you go re listen. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm talking Colin Sexton in that last play. Um, just kind of didn't know what the game situation was and uh, dribbled down. I thought he had a pull up three, which if he misses, would have given us another chance to maybe foul or go for a steal, but. Was dribbling around, he could see, looked up at the clock, and then eventually Will Hardy called a timeout with three seconds left. But, uh, I mean, if he wants to be a starter and a finisher, uh, which was nice because we had a totally different finishing lineup than we have had in the past, he's he's got to be more aware of that. Obviously, that's not what lost us the game. But uh just a, a play that stood out to me. Give Dallas credit because they they played as a team. Like I know Doncic scored 33 and had 11 assists, but what really killed us was their other players. Spencer Dinwiddie had 20. He shot 40% from the field, 36% from the three. Then you had Christian Wood, which, man, he he's a good pickup for the, them uh, as far as a free agent. He didn't start the game, which I thought was interesting. They started McGee. And then uh, you had one other player. Oh, maybe not. I thought another one had 20. But uh, overall, I felt like it was kind of a coaching coaching battle between the two. I thought both teams made a lot of adjustments. Um, uh, we were able to see Taylor and Horton Tucker a bit on Luka, which was great, but... We also saw Larry Markkinen and we saw Vanderbilt. Um, we saw Sexton on him at times. So I think that was part of the game plan is switch it up so that he didn't get comfortable. He, he's just, he's so good that, you know, he, he can pass out and make his other team teammates better. I, I think a lot of the times when Dallas gets in trouble is when he tries to take over too much. And I thought he distributed the ball really well. So, that hurt us tonight. Um, we had a lot of turnovers. Turnovers just killed us. We had 16. We did fairly well on assists. Uh, total, we had 28. I think, it, you know, if we can get to that 30 mark, we that's probably our sweet spot as far as, as assists go. Um, but it was a fun game. I mean, in that second quarter, I remember tweeting out, we feel dominant, like that that first quarter we came out ready to go uh even second quarter and it kind of felt like we lost a little steam um Kessler came in and and let's he didn't have very many minutes it was let me see 4 minutes and <laughs> when he checked in you could kind of see on his face it, it, like it looks like when you wake up from a nap and you have like lines on your face from laying on something it he it looked like he had just woken up, and I think Coach Hardy realized that he he just didn't have the energy from being sick, so we could have used him uh, at full strength. But other than that, um, I'd like to get kind of your guys's take on it. We didn't shoot the three ball very well. We we took thirty and only hit ten. Um, I, let's see what they took. They had. Yeah, they only hit one more three-point than us, but they, they took 38. So I feel like we kind of lost that um, battle. But other than that, I think the team played hard. Um, it was a fun game to watch. Wish we could have came out on the other end. But uh, it's, it's at home against a really good Dallas Mavericks team. So, uh, Kevin, what are, what are your thoughts? What stood out to you?
1: I say all around, it was a good game. I really appreciated the hustle, Um, the fact that we didn't give up. What I liked about this game is in other games where we've kind of gotten up, I feel like the team has let up. Even though Dallas got back in it, I don't feel like they got back in it because we got complacent. I feel like they got back in it because their three started falling. They started playing it as a team. They started moving the ball a little bit better. Um, So I was really, really impressed with the guys just, they didn't give up too easy, and I, I really enjoyed, you know, that aspect of it. They kept fighting, even though Dallas was hitting their shots and coming back, and I thought that that showed a lot of maturity.
0: Yeah, I, I think that they, for a young team, um, learning how to compete and, you know, stick in these games, I, I've never felt like they've given up on any of these these games, really. But uh, you could kind of tell, well... One thing that stood out to me, and we didn't lose the rebounding battle, I I believe it was 49, we had 49 rebounds, they had 47. But there was one play, I believe it was before halftime, where we just couldn't get a rebound. Like, it it was the weirdest thing. I believe they had five opportunities to score. And so maybe had we crashed a little bit harder, um on the boards or just rebounded and not allowed second chances, I think that would have switched momentum for us and had an, a few extra points. It definitely wasn't Vanderbilt's best game. Um, it, was, it was a really weird game from him. I was probably paying too much attention on if he was fouling or not fouling, but he just seemed like he didn't have the energy. It's almost like someone had told him, hey, you got to watch your fouls, and he, he lost that aggressiveness as far as rebounding the basketball because he wanted to stay in which is hilarious because in the pregame we were talking about how he needs to be more careful so he's really got to got to figure that out i felt he could have been a bigger force on the game and and just wasn't he he only had 6 rebounds um two turnovers he had 15 points and he did have another three in the corner in the first half, which he went 100% from the three-point line, but if you look at the career percentage for Vanderbilt with the Jazz this season, sorry, not career, this season, he is shooting 50% from the free, uh, the three-point line. He, I believe he's taken 10 and hit five. So uh, if that's something he can keep working on, I don't know if... Jeff Hornacek's been uh, getting in the gym with him or teaching him how to shoot, but his his shots look pretty smooth. He's obviously wide open, um, but those are the ones that that you need to hit. So, um, as far as guys coming off the bench, I know on Twitter a lot of people were saying, you know, they wish that Rudy Gay wouldn't play and Ochai would have gotten his minutes and. I would agree. I don't think it m- makes a huge difference in the game, but as a fan, it's something that I want to see. Also, I just I I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Malik Beasley yet. Um
2: he can shoot, but he just seems to make some some dumb decisions. So, Larry Larry Markkanen uh
0: didn't have a huge game. He shot 60% from the field goal, from field goal. He only took 10 shots, uh, got 14 points off of the 10 shots, and then he, he, he didn't make a three-pointer tonight. He, he went 0 for 4. I feel like sometimes he settles for those long, long jumpers. But uh, Colin Sexton leads the team in free throw attempts. He made it to the line the most out of anybody, which was only five times. I feel like uh, we, we've got to learn how to be tougher in those situations when refs aren't giving us calls. We've, we've got to recognize that and be aggressive. There were a few times Vanderbilt kind of was searching for a call and fell down on the ground and then didn't get back, or um, I, I believe Sexton didn't get a call, and Vanderbilt, they are kind of throwing their arms up. And meanwhile, the Dallas Mavericks are shoving it down our throat. and. You know, they didn't score the fast break point. They eventually scored on the possession, but it just throws the whole possession off when you're sitting there crying about getting a foul call. Like, yeah, maybe maybe it was a foul. But uh, you know, you gotta toughen up in those situations. I think our team needs to learn that. Um, especially Lari, Markinen and and Vanderbilt. They've they are the bigger guys and the enforcers and, and they've got to learn when a game's being called physical or being called a little bit softer another another thing that stood out was Alenick. he he only had six points only shot one three-pointer he seemed off from the beginning um, even when he had that he pumped fake someone drove past him and, and had a little floater i believe he airballed it or barely nicked the rim but uh he's someone that's been a, a complete x factor for us didn't rebound the the ball very well, had 5. Uh, I felt like he was getting jumped over. So, that's a guy that that kind of stands out for me on the Jazz that uh wish wish would have had a little bit better game to help us out. Um as far as Taylen Horton-Tucker, I kind of saw what I wanted from him in the what did he play 13 minutes? He only scored 2 points, but I was more focused on the defensive end and um. Oh, Will Hardy's talking. So, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into Will Hardy real quick. Let me turn this up. I like listening to
3: to good old Will. Where we got a little bit tentative offensively, made our decisions on that end a little bit too late. Had some costly turnovers. Um, but proud of the guys for the way they competed. Um, sticking in the game. Thought we got a uh, you know, to to battle and get it down to that last possession. I thought it was. Really indicative of our group. Very proud of them for for digging in when you know Dallas made their fourth quarter run. But credit to Dallas, they played better than us tonight. And you know we'll learn from this one and on to LA. That final play um, with three seconds left. Did you get what
2: you wanted out of that? And if not, how would it have been
3: different? And was that kind of the first look? Yeah, I mean we on those types of actions we always have multiple looks because you're not sure if the first one's going to be available or not and. Uh, You know, we trust those guys that take the ball out. You know, Lowry and Kelly have been in those spots to this point in the season, and, uh, you know, we trust them to make the right decision.
2: You guys kind of weren't shorthanded tonight with that second unit, and so, you know, obviously kind of beginning of second quarter, beginning
3: of fourth quarter where you guys lost those minutes. What kind of was the thing you were most frustrated with during that time? Uh, I just thought our physicality wasn't great. In those pockets, um, we didn't do a very good job of individual or team defense in those pockets, and it didn't allow us to get out and and run, play off a miss. Um, Offensively, you know, the game's hard if you have to play against a set defense every time, and um, I thought our guys tried to execute against the man and zone. You know, Dallas did a good job of mixing it up tonight, Um, but I think in those pockets I was more concerned with the, the physicality defensively than anything. I was going to ask you
2: about the zone offense. Is that something you guys have had
3: the chance to practice much against? Yeah, we've worked on some some different sets versus zone. Um, you know, I, I generally think that zone defenses are designed to just try to – it's more of a mental game than a physical game in some ways. And I thought our guys executed pretty well. And when we made quick decisions, we got really good looks against the zone. Um, you know, Dallas did a good job of mixing it up between – man and zone to kind of make our communication work harder um, between myself and the team. Um, but I thought the guys handled it well. You know, the, the jazz
1: have looked fantastic coming out of the gate and, and we've been talking a lot about the players.
0: So pretty interesting as Will was speaking, they showed how many turnovers and points off of turnovers Uh, So Dallas Mavericks only had 11 turnovers and we scored 26 points off of those turnovers. Pretty impressive considering, uh, you know, the low, the low turnovers and the points that we got. I mean, that means we, we scored almost every time. Um, And then we had 16 and they had, if I'm remembering correctly, like 15 or 14 points off turnovers. So, uh, it it kind of shows that our our transition defense was on point, but uh i want to kind of turn it over to you guys what what that we've been talking about
2: stands out or something that Coach Hardy said I believe Kevin's the only
0: one that uh has requested to speak, so if anybody else wants to speak uh i'll be more than what, happy what
1: i think i really like i think really like how he called out just the lack of team defense in there. Um, just not really playing until the team. I, I like the point that you made about a I kind of noticed that in the first quarter. He just, I don't know if he's under the weather like everybody else, but he just kind of looked lost out there. Like yeah. he really wasn't sure what was going on. Um, and I do think he's kind of a, and, and, and will even touched on it. He's kind of, he's one of our linchpin guys. Like we really need him to take the ball out to, you know, get that ball movement in the, the Dolphins, the defensive kind of rolls around him and he just looked lost. So um, I'm sure it was just an off game and I'm positive the next game, you know, he'll be back at his old self and back up. It was just, he just seemed a little off. And honestly, I, what I think is amazing and and Will said it and I think that he kind of, he didn't say this, bit, but he it like, the fact that they were at an opportunity to win it or tie it at the end, considering how we played was quite honestly baffling to me because I don't think we played well enough to be
0: within one score of them but we were and that's kind of amazing to me yeah I don't I don't think we played well enough to be that close either but they figured it out and and kind of got that close I think like you said the physicality on defense just wasn't there tonight uh Dallin you're you're on my man hey um I
4: um I think the ball stuck a lot on offense um we didn't nearly pass the ball around nearly as much and Dallas was pretty active on defense Um, their athletic big guys gave us a big problem, Uh, Dwight Powell and Christian Wood Um, also uh, when I was noticed when we were trying to guard Doncic, um, not that I think we should have gone with the same approach that we did with Morant, just let him get his and try to stop everybody else and I think some obviously Dinwiddie went off and uh, Christian Wood had a decent game but um, yeah just the team they always tried to uh, we had Vanderbilt or we had Marken on him and then they would pick and then get Conley on him or Sexton on Doncic and then he just took advantage of the mismatch there and yeah so I just think the ball stuck a lot and we weren't nearly as uh alive on defense as we have been when we are on those games that we did take the lead or.
1: And I think it goes to what we talked a little bit about in the pregame. We just really lack a super strong on ball defender. And so it makes it so that we're kind of chasing the ball when they rotate it. And they did a really good job of rotating it around the horn and finding the open man, which is, which is our game, which is what we do. And they kind of threw it back at us and we just, we couldn't rotate fast enough. And because we don't have that really strong on ball defender, we were doing a lot of help defense and we just were behind. We were playing behind. And maybe that's why we look so slow because we were, we were just playing behind because of how well they rotated the ball.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, like if you look at the first quarter, I I think there was a defensive game plan that was working. Uh, We held them to 23 points and I believe we had 37 or something. We we're up by like twelve, and uh, so it's it's. Did we lose energy or did we lose focus on what the defensive plan was um, after the second half, or do you give credit to Dallas that they they actually figured yeah. out what we were doing?
4: I would say it's more of the latter. I think Dallas saw what we were doing to them and they adjusted accordingly.
0: Yeah, because uh, th- their lineups were switching quite a bit, um, and I thought. I mean, I don't think Jason Kidd's like the greatest coach. (laughs) I just remember him trying to get a timeout and running into his own player. I I posted that on Twitter too and spilling the cup of water all over. I think he was the coach of the Nets. But uh, I think he he coached pretty well tonight considering what we were doing and what they were trying to do. Um, To your point, a little bit more down as far as Luka Doncic, like I'm kind of with you, like let Luka get his. And I think that's when Dallas plays or yeah, like Dallas is at their worst is when Doncic is just trying to do it all himself. I think um, we were trying to focus so much on him, maybe double teaming uh, a few times, even towards the end where they got that wide open shot. Uh, I I believe Vanderbilt went to double team. (laughs) Then they swung the ball over to Dinwiddie and then Reggie Bullock hit that corner three. Like, I'm kind of with you. Just let him get his and you don't want those other guys to get involved. Dinwiddie has 20 Christian wood has 21. Uh, And then, you know, the other guys just, they don't do, you know, they're not standing out, but they, they make little plays that make a a difference in the end. Dwight Powell. That's the other one I I was missing. Um, I thought he had 25 points, but he had nine. I was reading his plus minus. So when Dwight Powell was on there, they were he was a plus twenty five, which I thought he was huge as far as rebounding and getting second chance points for them. Uh and just just the little hustle plays. But he
4: does he, he's he's an irritating player to watch. Yeah. Like he does little arm hooks and stuff when their guys are going through it and it's just like he does just all those little things. But he is very uh athletic and he's a smart player. I mean I give him credit for that.
0: Yeah, I swear I saw a, a, a mock trade with Dwight Powell. Um, I wish I could remember, but he's a player that I, I would like. He I know he's a little bit older. I think his contract's expiring. But um, as as the third and fourth quarter was going on, if anyone was paying attention, the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing Boston in Cleveland and it was a tight game, the whole game. So I I kept kind of switching back and forth because I was interested to see how Boston and Cleveland matched up. I obviously, I I think that those will probably be uh, two teams that will be in the, the top of the race as far as the Eastern conference. And I swear, every time I switched over Donovan Mitchell was scoring, it was like he knew that I was watching him or something. And uh, in the last two minutes of regulation, he had eight points. Um, the ball was in his hands. You can tell he is the go-to guy, uh, which is no surprise. But, man, he was coming in clutch on so many different plays. And then um, I believe Garland had the last shot to win it in regulation, and it just wasn't even close. So kind of makes you feel like Garland is, is not the clutch player, or maybe he didn't have the ball in his hands enough. But Jason Tatum, <laughs> Jason Tatum is, was the best player on the floor by far. He had a block. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, Donovan had the last shot, but um, they had Jalen on him and then they switched it and Tatum was on him and Tatum blocked the shot in regulation. Um, but Tatum had a monster dunk to to tie it up, to send it into overtime and ultimately the the Cavs ended up winning it by one. Donovan hit some big shots in overtime. Um, so, that yeah, I, I haven't really watched Cleveland and Donovan Mitchell, but, man, he, he reminds me of his rookie year, uh, just watching him play. He, he was diving on the ground, uh, helping on defense, and it, it's just like you can't help but think that he wanted out of Utah the way that he played the last two years because it, it just – It just went downhill, it felt like, um, really quick. And he he still averages points, um, but he he wasn't making those hustle plays like he was tonight watching that game. And obviously it's a big game.
4: We'll we'll see after the honeymoon period's over. (laughs) After after they've gone halfway through the season, we'll see if he's still got the fire underneath him.
0: (laughs) Well, well, it seems like the honeymoon phase is already over in Minnesota with Rudy Gobert. Uh, It feels like... uh, Anthony Edwards just isn't too too big of a fan of having two big guys. He says, "Yeah, you know, to I, be able." I,
4: I, I never seen the Towns and Gobert thing working really.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess Towns can shoot from outside, so if you you know if he's on the perimeter a little bit more, but I think they should play them separately so one person can just kill the second unit. Uh, they're going to have to probably do something, but Carl Anthony or uh, I always say Carl Anthony Towns, but it's Anthony Edwards um he had a few comments where he said you know i feel like i play better with the small ball lineup and then he said i'm only six four six five so i need a really good lane to dunk the ball i guess the minnesota fans have been asking why he hasn't been dunking as much and honestly he's their best player in my opinion he you know they they gotta work their offense through him and um be able to make that work for anthony edwards or he'll be out of there um and I'd love for the Jazz to pick him up and and reunite him with Vanderbilt and Beasley. That'd be great.
4: Yeah, he'll just pull a Donovan Mitchell. He's like, I can't play with Rudy, so I'm just gonna go somewhere <laughs> All <right>. else.
0: <laughs> All right, we've got another another fan wanting to speak. Tajan, go ahead. Give us your uh, hot take. You got to unmute yourself. I I uh, did not unmute myself the first like Hello? two minutes yeah go ahead, man.
2: oh, what's up guys yeah uh that game was uh it was close we i think uh at the end of the uh, like the last two minutes when it it came down to like we had to answer on offense um I don't know sometimes we we just don't have the like hardy said we do we like the decisiveness in some situations, and I think. Clarkson and Sexton did a good job of trying to get buckets and drive through, but we really needed someone else to hit some shots, like a three, or really make a like an impact play. Whether a rebound, we needed a stop, and um, I feel like our guys just aren't experienced yet. Dallas is a bigger team, athletic team. They have uh, experience. Um, I like to add that I feel like Mike Conley. Uh, needs to step up more in in to, especially down the stretch. I feel like he's got a good three shot, but I, I feel like a lot of times I see him pass up a shot. Like there, there's a like a not willing to take that shot that he needs to take as a vet down the stretch. So uh, I feel like we we need a little more uh, output from from Conley because a lot of teams when it comes down to crunch two minute plays like they know it's going to go to Sexton or Clarkson at this point, but we need like a marking in and, uh, um, but I I feel like as a vet, I feel like Conley has to step up more. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And it it was kind of weird towards the end because it felt like we didn't know who to go to, or we really needed a a bucket and it didn't feel like anyone really wanted to step up. I I personally would love to see Lowry be that guy. I don't know if he that I think it goes back to him being physical uh in in the end of the game and and like yeah maybe you're tired but he he is a seven footer that can get his shot off and I think he needs to be that guy that we go to and then you have Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson off the ball so if he can't get it off or something you know they can back cut or cut and get an open shot but uh yeah, I, I think coach was kind of searching for sexton or Clarkson just a little bit more juice. I, I like that sexton finished the game. I think that was the first game that he finished. I think it was smart for him defensively to be on Luca and then they could kind of switch it off. I th- I thought we we had to get a stop basically to even have a shot. Um which we had a, a shot at the end of the game to, you know, try and send it into overtime. Just didn't Clarkson didn't hit it. But uh yeah, that's a, I, I think that's a a pretty good observation. Uh, I, I believe Conley might kind of be in the mode of last year, where it's a different coaching system, and uh, Snyder wanted us to move the ball so much, and he was such a facilitator. But on this team, I agree with you, tajan He needs to to look to score more. He he had eleven points tonight. He shot eight and uh, four three pointers. Only hit one. The the thing that really stands out. For me, I think it's made a difference for the Jazz so far this year is our three point shooting and percentage. We we only shot uh, thirty, but we only you know we only shot or we only hit ten, and uh, guys that usually hit them didn't. Rudy Gay goes zero for two. Colin Sexton goes one for four. Conley goes one for four. Clarkson goes four for nine vanderbilt <laughs> vanderbilt out of everybody shoots 100 percent one for one and then Olenek only shoots one three-pointer and doesn't hit one like that was weird for me to see kelly Olenek. i think that was kind of the x factor he's he's the x factor for us he, he either has a good game and we win or he has a bad game and we don't
4: yeah and that just goes to my point, the ball was sticking. It, like, when Clarkson and Sexton were driving in the uh, like, game the other night, they were looking for the guys on the outer perimeter and kicking it back out. And the shots weren't falling, obviously, and so that led to it as well. So, I mean, I, it just, you know, like to Kevin's credit as well, what he was saying, um, that the game was just so close. And, you know, hey, it was a good uh, good tanking a loss for us so
0: yeah it was exciting like i enjoyed watching it we got we had a chance to win and like i'm not upset that we lost i thought the guys played hard so yeah i'm totally with you um looking around the league tonight memphis and portland are playing right now on espn uh it's halftime memphis is leading 52 to 45 The Pelicans are playing L.A., and they're only up by one. I can't see the Pelicans losing to the Lakers, but I could be wrong. Philadelphia lost again. (laughs) What's going on in Philly? Is there a trade for the Jazz? I could see Mike Conley going there with Embiid. Uh, They lost again to the Washington Wizards, 121-111. Obviously, we talked about Boston and Cleveland in overtime uh Cleveland wins by a point in overtime. Miami beats Sacramento by 3 and then uh New York Knicks lose again uh to the Atlanta Hawks 112-99. The what what what's going through New York Knicks' mind as far as Donovan Mitchell because he's playing like an MVP. You you've, you've got to be thinking that Knicks fans are pissed and they should have made that trade happen.
1: Oh, the Knicks fans are pissed, but their front office—they're just blaming Danny. They—they—they've—I've seen it in the. They said it was, you know, Danny was hell bent on making them overpay for tampering, which was a lie, and they didn't tamper and whatnot, and they just—they just—they just blamed Danny. They said he was hell bent on not giving him Donovan unless they were willing to extremely overpay. So that's that's kind of what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, I- from what I read. I think that's an easy out. Just just blame Danny Ainge because he makes such good deals that, you know, why not just blame him? We've got our, our good friend uh, from the Houston Rockets chop shop, Frank. Uh, speak to us, my man.
5: Hey, no, I just wanted to talk hoops. Uh, we just lost to the Clippers for the second time in a row. Um, I didn't get to catch the Jazz game tonight. Um, does losing kind of bring some of y'all back to reality about the mission at hand? Or... Is the fan base still split on on the direction of the team?
0: No, I think we talked about it a little bit. Kevin, uh, pregame, just said it's, it's like a really weird time to be a fan because we don't know what's going to happen as far as a trade. I think there's more trades or changes coming, so this isn't going to be our lineup for this year, definitely not next year. Um, so it's like I think we're just enjoying the ride of, hey, if we win – great it's it's entertaining but like even tonight we lost on the last second shot and it's like okay great like then uh that improves our our chances for a lottery pick so yeah I, I might be speaking for myself but i just think it's entertaining and fun to watch these guys play especially the young guys um seeing how they're improving each game and and how our team plays defensively they're they're just Really, playing hard, and it's like every single guy is trying to make the team or make it to another team. It's almost like they're all playing in a contract year, so I think that's part of the reason the jazz are doing so good. All these guys uh are fighting for their careers
5: yeah, you know what's what's weird we have you know we we've been in the reos we talked about it last time for a couple of years now. And, It's, I mean, if you look at NBA history, there's so many different variations of uh, kind of pivoting your franchise. There are some teams that only need one draft and some just go from like mediocre, mediocre, mediocre to a free agent, which is what we did when we got James Harden. Um, I think where you guys are, where we were, we were like in the no man's land and we just landed James Harden as a free agent from OKC. And, you know, he just took the team over. So, Looking at y'all's team, I mean, it's very it's more weirder than like a like a, a bad team that's really bad. Like we were when he left, because you actually have some intriguing young talent on the team, which usually isn't the case uh, with guys like uh, obviously marketing. Um, Vanderbilt, he, he's a very interesting prospect to me, and I think he's going to be a contributor to a good team. Um, I'm not as high on Colin Sexton as you are. Um or uh, or Jordan, um, what's his name, Jordan Clarkson. I think, you know, as far as winning, I like them in a vacuum, but on the winning team, I don't know what they really add. But, um, you know, I think writing it out is probably the best thing because you never know what shakes loose in the NBA. And it could be a quick just, hey, you know, we might tank. Then all of a sudden you get a guy to come in, add to this, and your your coach is, seems like he's really good. Um, so yeah I would say for y'all don't get hell bent on just tanking and just you know there's there's multiple ways to come out of uh, a situation where you lose all uh superstars uh, over
0: yeah and we we kind of spoke about that pregame too It's like who is there anyone on our team that's untouchable and we said maybe Lowry, but if the right deal comes along like if three first round picks comes for Lowry, we'd probably take it, so I don't think we're we're too hell bent it's for me, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been nice not having expectations uh, like the last three years, where you know we make the playoffs and losing the first round, and you're depressed for the entire off season. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's refreshing for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I would have
4: I, it, the last three seasons. I would have been upset if we would have lost this game tonight. Oh, for sure. Tonight, tonight, it was just like yeah. So how did the Clippers look, anyways?
5: Um, uh, they got look them bad. in a couple games they look bad i'm not gonna lie they look bad they look... <laughs> do they have anybody that's like new that we should watch out for or... nah just Paul George doing paul george stuff yeah he, he's um he's playing good um really looks healthy um john wall he doesn't i mean i don't know he he looked good at to start but he, his game i thought he would be more of a facilitator but he's kind of going to into a lot of uh, like long twos and over-dribbling and stuff like that. So I don't know how that's going to work out for them. I uh, bet you guys they, are happy getting rid of him. No, actually, <laughs> we like them. We just, I mean, our team just...
3: Honestly, they didn't I play they him. Didn't
5: play them. Yeah, I wish we would... I, I didn't get what they were doing there because we literally don't have a point guard right now. Uh, um, So it's just... Uh, but, yeah, the they don't... I don't think they're that... I don't think they're going to be that good. Uh, just out of... Between health and, like... They remind me of like a, a paper, like on paper, they look good. But when you look at their team in person, they're kind of old. And our guys were able to run on them. I think y'all would beat them. Uh, if y'all play them in a playoff series right now, y'all probably win.
0: Well, we we got L.A. Lakers coming up on Friday. And then I believe it's the Clippers on Sunday. So uh, that's good for us. I always like when the L.A. teams uh, suck. <laughs> and uh
5: I'm not going to lie the Lakers look like they, they they're starting to figure it out. Uh they're up nine on the Pelicans right now. We'll see if they don't crash out in the second half, but uh Darvin Ham seemed to have unlocked Russell Westbrook uh, off the bench.
0: Well, uh, he did score like 20 other game off the bench, so I I mean, it makes sense. He he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands. Why not let Anthony and LeBron play and then just bring Russell to feed on the second unit um so maybe they did find it out they're they're up now 53 44 on the pelicans so um i, I want to go watch this portland series i i'm a damian lillard fan him being from weaver state if you know they're they're a big surprise at least to me in the nba this year and it feels like they finally have a team that is working and uh I would really like to see Damian Lillard win a championship. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it though.
5: Love their team. We played them a couple games ago. Their offense is totally revamped from when it was him and um, CJ there. Yeah. They're running a lot of motions. They're almost running the same offense that Miami runs with a lot of dribble handoff, playing into the strength of their backcourt with um, with Simmons and him. Uh, they're going to be a. T- I think they're going to be a top four seed in the West, uh, and they have so many. St- switchable versatile wings uh yeah they're they're deep they're deep they look good
0: yeah yeah i really like uh that simon's kid seems like he's he's finally coming out um and then they have one other josh hart uh i, f- I feel oh, like yeah. fits in pretty well with them so he's like
5: leading the nba in rebounds or something stupid like that josh hart like it's some dumb stat, I
0: forgot what it was, but he gets a lot of rebounds. That is like that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like the NBA is shifting a little bit as far as eras, uh, especially watching that Cleveland Boston game. Like Jason Tatum, man, he is just so good on both sides of the ball. And as I was watching that, too, uh, Grant Williams, their big guy, they drafted in 2019, he's another guy that Danny Ainge drafted. So like Danny Age has basically built that team um into what it is and makes me excited. I know that when they got rid of Al Horford, things kinda went downhill for a second and they brought him back. He's a big he's a, a big that is kind of like Jokic, um, obviously not as good, but he's able to you know, make the smart pass and make the, the right reads and rebound the ball. Um, so, man, they're going to be good, too. Milwaukee still, I believe, is the only undefeated team. But uh, I'm ready to go watch this other game. Is there anybody else that wants to, to chime in? I'm more than happy to to let you talk. And don't feel pressure to not talk because I want to go watch this game because this is what it's about.
1: You're just gonna hang up and leave like mid-sentence while I'm talking, and just cut me off. I know you are.
0: (laughs) No, no, I'm watching a Kia commercial with the alligators in the water. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just gonna, um, say
1: two things. One, if Conley goes to uh, to Philly, remember I called it.
0: um, Okay, who would that is interesting to me because obviously, like. The Lakers, uh, well, reports are that the Jazz keep getting calls on Clarkson and Malik Beasley. But let's say the Jazz make a deal with Philadelphia. Is there a player on there that you want, or is it just draft picks? picks.
1: Well, but the problem is, is I looked at it the other day. I don't know how they make a deal work without a third team. I'm really bad at three team trades trying to make those work um because they would have to send harris is it harris
0: yeah i know Tobias he, harris yeah to
1: make the money work they have to send tobias harris over and i i don't think we want Tobias harris because he's got three more years on his contract and he's getting paid a ridiculous amount of money
0: yeah that doesn't so make sense and he's he's um, underperformed ever since he went there
1: yeah so i you know i think if a third team gets involved but Gosh, they could use Mike Conley right now.
4: Come on, he it, was going to be our replacement for Gordon Hayward. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: I know. I remember that. I yeah. remember everybody talking about that when he was in LA. <laughs> everybody was like, "Oh, we got to sign Tobias Harris. He's going to save our team." I remember all that talk.
0: Little, little did we know, Donovan saved our team.
4: Yeah. He he know?
0: <laughs> all right. Well, well,
4: he wanted to be in LA or New York. I mean, yeah. let Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, the, the replay of the Jazz game has officially started, so that means we've been going for a while. Um, I will see you guys again on Friday. It's my birthday, so uh, I'm trying to decide whether I do this or not. My, I think my wife's making plans, so if I don't show up, uh, you guys can always start your own space, um, but you'll know. You'll you'll know soon enough. I'm. I told her. She's like, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" I said, "I just want to watch the Jazz beat the Lakers, and I'll be happy." So, uh, are you working? No my my job. Uh, <laughs> said, "Hey, right. I, I heard we get uh we get work off on our birthday," and I was just joking around, and they say, "Oh, you have to be here for a year." And uh, one of my bosses came over. He's like, "Hey, just take it off. We'll pay you." I was like, "Sick." So. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting right, getting me, paid on my birthday. Get, I'll hit you.
1: I'll hit you up all, offline. I'll okay. take you to lunch for your birthday if you got time.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Appreciate it, you guys. Go leave comments on wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, that was one thing I, I meant to mention. We finally hit 500 followers on Twitter and 500 downloads on the podcast. So. We are just growing, baby. We're growing like an evergreen tree in the Oregon coast.
4: Rate, rate, rate the podcast wherever you listen to it, too.
0: Yep. Leave a comment. I, I, You can even leave a bad comment. Like, I think they're funny, but I'd obviously rather have a good comment and good rating. But if you totally hate the show, I get it.
1: <laughs> I just hate that Kevin kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Say something nice about Kevin. Yes,
4: <laughs> <laughs> a nice he's Both, got a really ten, fragile eight, ego ten, yeah no i don't know he doesn't have a picture so I
0: just, hey. <laughs> yeah kevin you got to get that egghead off of your profile or i'm gonna i'm gonna ban you from the twitter spaces you need you need something just even a jazz player all right
1: when i get back from the caribbean i'll get it figured
0: out okay yeah just ta- actually how about take a picture with you on the beach with your shirt off and that that'll be your picture
1: I promise you, nobody will. Yeah,
0: yes, we do. Nobody We're requesting it right you now.
1: You will lose followers, guaranteed, <laughs> if I put a topless picture of me on my Twitter feed.
0: We want out. it. We want it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it trending on Twitter. Oh the crowds demand it. Fine.
1: You get 500
4: likes, and I'll do it.
0: 500 Hell likes.
4: Yeah.
1: You hear that, guys? Okay.
0: 500 <laughs> likes I, well that's that's quite a bit considering that means yeah, every person that's following us will have to like the picture all right well, challenge is right. on 500 likes we'll get it
4: all right catch you guys later
0: okay see you guys see you
4: colin oh you
2: just hopped on you back east oh colin you missed the whole podcast buddy